Please select your player. New player, Tim, has joined the game. Translation. It's Amelia time. Luke cannot speak more than 30 frames per second. Australia's greatest podcast said no person ever. Welcome, Welcome to, to another, another dungeon. dungeon. Hey, that was my line. Hello everybody and welcome to another Dungeon Podcast episode 15. Uh, joining me again this week we have Amelia. Hey. And Luke. What's up? And this week we're going to talk about games and a serious topic. So I'm going to talk about Metal Gear Solid 5 and how amazing it is. Amelia's going to talk about Armalo and how it's a board game. <laughs> and Luke is going to talk about um, a bomb Very serious topic. got pretty much no coverage. That has to do with um, games. Except here. It does. Where we cover the real news. Oh yeah. The, the, hard the real news with the facts. <laughs> I thought we um, didn't like facts. So, f- <laughs> we do. We do like facts. We're just not always correct with the facts. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. Anyway, we'll throw over to Amelia for the Australian-made Armello. Yeah. So, Armello has been um, a long work in progress. I was first exposed to it at PAX 2013, so two years ago, almost three I guess um but it's actually been in development for four and a half years which is pretty massive for an indie game um but I don't know if you can really call Armello an indie game because it sort of strives for this triple a quality that um it kind of achieves so Armello is it's hard to describe but it's like a strategy turn-based role-playing virtual (coughs) board game video game <laughs> so you have it's what, kind what of what would the acronym for that uh, be? Oh, I can't God. even remember the words <laughs> to, to create the acronym <laughs> like an S-R-P-G-B-G-M I don't know <laughs> but as as convoluted as all that sounds I actually do think it's really awesome because it is unlike any other game that I've ever played and that's quite rare these days for you to sort of start playing something and be like wow this is actually something new so you can see clearly all the influence Armello has gotten from, you know, turn-based strategy games, board games, um, role-playing games over the years, and they've sort of mashed that all together and really made something cool. And on top of that, the visuals are really great. Like, um, so it was made by a studio called League of Geeks, and they are a they call themselves a design and development collective, which basically means that they have I think they have a core team, and then they have a whole bunch of other people who just contribute to the project as needed um so they've got a lot of different artists so when you're playing the game the game has a lot of board game influence and it actually has cards that you play during the game and on each card you can sort of if you hover over you can see who did the art for that card which is just you know really different um but the core gameplay is quite solid i backed this game on kickstarter um which the kickstarter was in 2013 i think it was quite a while ago so been waiting quite a while for my kickstarter award the game's been um playable in early access for maybe 12 months it's been quite a while and then they had beta and now finally first of september so earlier this week it was released properly and 
it's yeah it's doing pretty well for itself um it was one of the few games that got funding from the government from screen um what's called film victoria and screen australia um so yeah it's kind of this very different really awesome game that was made here in melbourne have you guys played it or seen gameplay so or? is it a board 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 type like monopoly or is it a hex based or it is hex based so if you've played like fallen enchantress or what's it called masters of the arcane it's similar to that so you've got your hero and you can move around hexes and when you interact with different hexes you can do different things so there are dungeon hexes which you can explore um if you go into a hex with another hero you can fight the hero um there's all sorts of things you can do but the way that all the combat another hero meaning another character yes yes you can so you can play other people it's got single player and multiplayer um but all the combat works through sort of that's where the tabletops mechanics come in so um you've got like a might a fighting slash might stat um so um all these different things and you roll dice which represent your um all your stats so what's the goal am i trying to gather as many resources as i can and build houses or so armello the story is that uh so your you play as an anthropomorphic animal there is um a wolf tribe a rat tribe a bear tribe and um a rabbit tribe king is a lion and the king has been infected by something called the rot which is this kind of evil plague magic that's taking over the kingdom so the king has become corrupt and you're all fighting to become the most powerful sort of lord or lady so that when he dies you can take over so there's four different three or four different ways to win in armello you can go like the combat route or you can go sort of the politics route um but there's lots of different ways to win basically you want to become the monarch um one of the ways they've been selling it is saying it's like game of thrones but cutesy because you play as an animal um so i guess that's what you're trying to do you want to become the ruler would you say it's like game of thrones that's exactly like game of thrones you'll love it <laughs> can you mate with the other characters oh god can you what can you it's mate? cutesy can you mate with the oh mate was, right <laughs> is there in is there rabbit incest um not yet <laughs> so it's not like Game coming of in a it features update. no it's not Viva Pinata style <laughs> incest mini games. <laughs> Gross! Oh, Viva Pinata! That reminds me of something. Can I bring up? Can I segue into something totally random? I'm going to do it. There's segue. this awesome game coming out from the guy who made. Do you guys know Katamari Damacy? Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, is that the ball that you roll yes, around collecting yes, stuff? Yes, you become a giant that ball. sounded really boring. <laughs> well, it's very popular, and the developer from that and one of the developers from your other favourite company, Tim, that game company, um, have come together to make a new game called Watam, and it looks like the most ridiculous, adorable thing ever. You basically... I have no idea what you're doing now. I just saw a trailer, but there's just, like... You can play as a toilet... You can play as a poo, you can play as a donut, and you just like run what? around and solve challenges. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But yeah, you just reminded me of it. So If one person <laughs> plays as the donut, can the other person play as the poo and try and get through the hole with the donut? <laughs> I think you could. I think you could. Um it's like it looks to be like levels which are puzzles, but you sort of can be any character and I don't know, I only saw like a teaser trailer. But 
Yes. I'm going cool. to so say when yes. When is that out? I think it's early next year. It's going to be a PS4 game, I think. Oh. This is something some, something I saw that came out of PAX Prime. So Disappointing. Yeah. I did actually encounter Armello at the first uh, PAX Australia. Because I spent most of yeah. my time wandering through the, the indie booth there because the other ones just had such massive lines. Mm, um, so I spent a while talking to the devs <laughs> there. I, but that was a long time ago. Like, I still, I think it I still have the card yeah. like in the info pack I got from them somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just to totally fell away well. from the game. Mm, that's the first time I ever heard of it as well, and that's why I backed the Kickstarter because I thought it looked really promising. So why didn't you follow up? Like, were you not interested? Or? I don't I don't know. I think I have a, tr- a lot of trouble with um, like hex-based strategy. Like I, I, I enjoy Civ, mm. but uh, yeah. it's just a case of how much time something takes up now. So if, unless yeah, like if I've got to sit with it for a long time to get a lot of satisfaction out of it, then it's it's harder for me to like to gun for it. Mm, I know what you mean. Um, but Armello doesn't actually take that long to play. From what I've played of it, you can play it. Yeah sort of you don't have to go for the long game you can it can be quite fun to play for even like half an hour how do you play it for half an hour is is there shorter round limits you can set or well i guess yeah i'm not saying you can finish a game in half an hour but you could play it but you can play it for half an hour (laughs) does that make sense you know like the same as not finishing a quest but you can still play. That's like starting a jigsaw puzzle and then just leaving it. That's why they sell those back. mat things that you can roll your half-finished jigsaw puzzle <laughs> on so you can keep doing it later. That's You're it. such oh, a nerd. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> so from an Australian-developed board game to Game of the Year contender. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm not going to say... Come on. I'm not going to say it's... What? Have you played Metal Gear Solid? No, but Game of the Year contender. It it it's an amazing game. I think game. I might be calling so, it too soon. Contender. I didn't say winner. <laughs> Fallout hasn't come out yet. That's true. Um, That's true. So the game opens. I want to. How do you put this? Action packed but slow as well. So the prologue is set. Um, if you've seen any of the trailers, most of the trailers have been in Afghanistan or Africa. The trailer's set in the hospital where he wakes up. Um, there's a lot of things going on, but because he's coming out of a coma, he doesn't have control over his body yet. Mm-hmm. So from a gameplay perspective, you spend a lot of the prologue, which is, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour, just holding forward on the control stick, crawling and slowly <laughs> crawling. And that that got a bit frustrating, but... Yeah. It didn't take long for the game to get into its uh, paranormal oddities. Uh, a few other characters introduced in the the very start of the game are... I, I have no idea what they are yet. Um, I've played for, I'm going to say, about 15 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made a couple of other appearances, but you've still got no idea. And I mean, I guess that's... A bit inherent of the series for me. I usually spend most of Metal Gear not knowing what's going on, <laughs> um, but it it it's paced quite well. Um, they introduce some of the new features at a sort of a slow rate. Um, you've got Mother Base, which you have can well, some sort of control of. You control its development. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use the Mother Base to actually develop your equipment, 
Um, so it puts a bit of an onus on uh, collecting resources that you need to unlock the equipment that you want. Um, everything's laid out in sort of a, an equipment tree so you can sort of plan where you want to go. Um, and the open world nature of it is actually done quite well. Um, there's a lot of side ops, they call them side quests, side missions that you can do. Um, there's a lot of just places to explore, things to collect. Um, but mainly a lot of the fun comes, for me, from um, trying to approach a base in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not particularly good at stealth games, but uh, that was one of the concerns I actually had coming into Metal Gear Solid was it's a stealth series, and while I played for and, you know, I finished it, I didn't do it the stealthy way, mm. um, but Phantom Pain doesn't seem to punish you for not playing the stealth way. Um, you can be a bit more aggressive and still get the the top rankings. Mm. Um, so it, it, op- it opens up different play styles, and as with any Metal Gear, it's... Uh, a lot of it's left into your... It's your control of um, how you want to approach and how you want to play around with things. And Sounds good. Um, it's... I haven't stopped playing. <laughs> I can't put it down. Um, the only thing wrong with it at the moment is the um, online servers are down across all platforms. Oh, wow. Uh, Whoa. It's It's not a big deal. I uh, wasn't planning on venturing into multiplayer anyway. Yeah, I guess everybody's probably still doing the solo missions. Yeah. Um, like the multiplayer I didn't even know existed until maybe a week or two before launch when I watched a different one of the trailers. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Um, yeah, you, you can set up another a forward operating base like your mother base, but you can actually get attacked by other players. Oh, okay, cool. So the, the, the trade-off is... If you set up another base, you can collect resources quicker because mm. um, you've got two bases collecting resources, but the forward operating, operating base can be attacked. So so these bases, that's really interesting to me. Is it like, do you manage them sort of RTS style? No, not to that degree. Um, you can add more platforms. So it's, it's split into six different sections, mm-hmm. I think. Um and you can grow those sections, but it seems the only benefits of growing the sections are, say for the R&D branch, is to unlock new equipment to research and adding more stuff into that okay. um, into that section. So it's not so much micromanagement. You can't choose where everything goes, but I believe from what I watched of the Ford Operating Base trailer, um, you can pick where your defences are and when your men go and stuff like that. So there's a bit more control in the forward operating base. You don't need that control in the single player because it's not being attacked. So, mm. so um, the platforms just get added. So it's more based on like branching systems. Like you choose A or B option that you want to improve your base using rather than you know buying something and deciding yeah. where it goes. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. So there's a list of... You go into the base upgrade menu and then there'll be the list of the different platforms and you can, if you've got the resources, you can update it. That's it. Interesting. I am curious about, so it's, I am curious about one thing. Overwhelmingly mm-hmm. so. 
just plot wise how how many yeah. cut like how many cuts what's percentage cut scenes you've encountered in 15 <laughs> a lot less than four. In 15 hours. a lot less that's a good a lot thing less than four. That, i think that that so, was my main gripe with i played a little bit of 4 uh, because i don't usually own playstations but that was my main gripe is that i hit a cut scene pretty pretty shortly well while the, there was a lot of cut scenes in 4 i didn't realize it during my first playthrough that's and then when I played through, well, when I played through for for the second time, I was skipping the cutscenes. I was like, I'm really far into the game, and I felt like I hadn't been playing for very long. <laughs> mm. That's when I realised that yeah, some of the cutscenes do go for twenty minutes. Um, wow. There hasn't been any of that long. They've mainly been five minutes, maybe ten. Um, That's still long. And not for a every game. mission has a longer mm. cutscene. There's probably of the main missions I think I've done about twelve, and there's been maybe two or three that are of any length of any description, and they're you know a bit of banter between. I don't know if he's the main bad guy yet, but who they're making off to be your enemy at the moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's not a it's not a death by cutscene game thank god by that's any good. stretch that's yeah good. although i gotta say like that's still a long cutscene these days like 10 minutes is quite a lot to sit through unless you're playing final fantasy and expecting it well you, i don't think you'd enter a metal gear game and not expect and it. not expect yeah, long that's cut a good scenes, point. to be honest <laughs> that's like you wouldn't enter a metal gear game and expect to understand the story until <laughs> you've played it five yeah. times and then read three people's different opinions and still <laughs> have questions. Are they long enough to make yeah. you antsy during them? You know, like you're like uh, you've got the subtitles up and you're like, can I just skip through every line of dialogue to make this cutscene go no. faster? <laughs> no. Um, I don't think I've got the cutscenes up for the uh, the subtitles for the cutscenes. Um, I haven't felt like I wanted to turn them on and skip through them yet, so Well, well that's, that's saying something of, at least. Yeah, good writing. Yeah, look, as good as you could expect from a game that you don't understand, I guess. <laughs> you keep saying that. How convoluted is this story? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Well, all right, so... Don't explain the story, please. <laughs> I'm not explaining the story, but but in the context of Metal Gear, they, they go to so much effort on one hand to make it... Um, certain aspects of it fit in with the era. So, what am I, in the 70s or 80s or something... So, you know, the, the lot of the weapons are from there and they're using cassette players and stuff like that. And then, on the other hand, you've got the Metal Gear side of, you know, paranormal soldiers. Um, every boss seems to be some variation of superpowers. Mm-hmm. Um, some faction, for some reason, has these bipedal mechs. Um, they're just such a contrast. Mm. And, like, some of the tech that Snake has is, like, future tech for us. Mm. Um, but he still carries around a, a, a cassette player. So Wait, what? Just, oh, yeah, he does too. <laughs> yeah, so it's... it's it's Yeah, it's like on one hand you go authentic and then on the other hand it just blows the authenticity out of the water. So, I don't know. It, it it's not fun. an odd mix. 
it, it is fun, and it's not an odd mix because I don't know. I guess I I expect that from a Metal Gear game. I think yeah. If you were if you were going in expecting a um simulation, a yeah, yeah armor simulation, you might be disappointed. Say I wanted to get five on a scale mm. of like one to ten, having never played a, a like a Metal Gear game. How? What level of confused am I going to be here? Like, how totally dumbfounded? Eight. Eight. Holy shit! <laughs> I've, I've played what's a four, ten? Three and one when I was really little, and I'm still confused. Jesus. But I've always been confused about the story. I did a bit of reading today. Um, there's a good sort of overview on Gamespot. Mm-hmm. Um. So Metal Gear is sort of split into two different main characters. There's the main character of this one, uh, Big Boss, and then you've got Solid Snake, who was uh, one, 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 two, and four. The more famous I hero, I would say. Yeah, the more famous one. Yeah, and then you start talking about Solid Snake, and then there's Liquid Snake, his twin, and then there's yeah, Big Boss isn't the original Big Boss. Jesus. There's a lot of... Uh, yeah. Um, I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do do some reading if you're that interested in the I'm story. I'm curious, but... to say the least. Yeah. You could probably spend hours... You could spend hours just watching the cutscenes yeah. from 4. Are there, like, time <laughs> novels and stuff? I don't know. I I'd hope say not. There would be. You know me? Yeah. You, don't... you know me? You I can't don't read. read. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Life is difficult for Tim. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what went on in Melbourne this week or last well, week? Well, look, I don't, like, it's, I don't know whether to be, uh, upset or, like, annoyed or, I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to feel, so I'm just going to approach it as objectively as possible. I'm assuming that at some point in the gu- in the past you guys have talked about Gamergate or given a loose explanation of what Ooh. it is or no. Um, yes, yes thank God, point. thank God. I hate to... Not on this... I think it was when we were still under the Defat podcast. Yeah, it was... yeah, we did talk about. Like, it. it's really hard to summarize. I'm not quite sure how to summarize the event. Uh, a I bunch can... of people on the internet got angry. A bunch of people got I can angry about it, if you want because I I didn't understand it, so I did heaps of reading about it ages ago. And can it's, you it's summarize? Really, it's really one hard sentence. to summarize because both sides have a very biased idea of what happened. But what I would say is. Okay, let me try to do one sentence. Um, Journalistic integrity was questioned because a female writer may or may not have had a relationship with a developer. Therefore, some people got angry that perhaps she was getting to write more opportunistic stories than other people because of her relationship. But it was all bullshit and people were just getting angry because they don't want people who are not exactly like them to play games. And people are pretty much still like still angry on some level. It doesn't seem to it's died down a lot. (laughs) I think it's good. That's about as good as you can get. It's such a convoluted it's very vague and convoluted, but that's sort of the gist of it, I guess. Yeah, depends how de- deep you want to dig. It's yeah, pretty. Th- there's so many. Yeah, factions. it's pretty complicated. There's a lot of factions, but yeah. essentially, there's one faction that is 
anti-Gamergate, I guess, whatever you want to fun- well, if that's what you want to call it, I sure. But there's a group of people who feel that this isn't a problem, and a group of people who have kind of been... I don't, I don't even know, like, but there's a, there's a group of people who are very vocal that are complaining that there are people, fe- like, that feminists, etc., etc., are attacking people, and they're, they're angry that those people are doing that. It's just a lot of anger floating around. So but they have meetings come to talk about the, things. Yeah. yeah. The Gamergate people. Um, who, ha- who has the meetings? The, Gamer- yeah. the Gamergate side. So there's the angry okay. side. The, yep, the, the feminist, typically feminist-hating side has it. Okay. There's going to be a lot of generalizations, a lot of sweeping generalizations yep. in this discussion. You just say in the, any case, the basics, and then um, we can get down to the <laughs> all of the controversy. The story, the story is essentially that uh, there was a meetup for this Gamergate side, this pro Gamergate side, this pro investigation into ethics and journalism, the the pro anti feminist side. Um, they had a meetup in Melbourne as well as one in Sydney around about the same time. I think on the very same night, actually. And uh, the one in Sydney went fine, and the- there were a couple of articles written by people who were there. Um, uh, and then the one in Melbourne uh, had a bomb threat called in. Now, apparently, I mean, maybe unsurprisingly, this happens all the time. In fact, the very first Gamergate meeting in the States had a bomb threat called on it, I think almost immediately. Um, and then uh, other panels and stuff at, uh, uh, particularly one very well-known one uh, at a, a convention called Airplay, a panel between journalists... Uh, and sort of Gamergate reps and some other people in the industry uh, had a bomb threat called on an it, I think, about half an hour from the end, and that sort of broke up disc- discussion. It was serious enough that everyone was um, was called out of the hall. This one, wow. actually, uh, there's, an, there's an article written by a guy who was there on the night. Um, the owner came up to uh, the table that they were meeting at. I don't exactly know how many of them were there, but a fair few. Um, and just sort of casually mentioned that they'd had a bullshit bomb threat uh, and that it was so laughable that he just sort of hung up on the guy who called it in um, because it didn't have any time, locations, details. So it was a bomb threat, but with no, no like, clear threat. Yeah. So, they, so legally it's not a bomb threat, apparently, which is something new I learned. Um... Yeah, and then the next day, I think a, a couple of people sort of talked about it, but even then, no one really mentioned it happening, which surprised me, honestly, because I don't know if you guys remember, but there have been a couple of bomb threats called in uh, around the Queen Victoria markets, I think a couple really? around Flinders Street. This year, yeah, yeah. A lot of the time, because I'm on the tram line that goes through the Queen Vic markets, I think it's happened about twice now. Where along that in, line, in relation at some, to not in relation to gamer, Gamergate, just bomb say, threats yeah. in general that get a lot more See, attention than something like this. Yeah. Yeah. the The only reason I knew about this was because um, I think someone on my Facebook posted about it because they're involved with the meeting. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd heard nothing else from any other but media outlet. I don't understand. So if the Gamergate people, these are the people... So as far as I can tell, the people who are keeping this thing alive are the people who are angry about um, ethics in journalism and want to keep the discussion open. But as far as I mm. knew, they were the people who were making the bomb threats before. So who's threatening them? 
Well, I, n- yeah, but now it's they're having meetings that I mean, they honestly when they're talking about it, they make it sound quite civil, and they're not really talking about you know anti-feminist, anti-everything stuff too much. Yeah. Um, so but, who's calling in the bomb? But yeah, I that, think that's still my point. Supporters like the extreme supporters from the other side. Right. Because so yeah, but, but they mean, they don't fun, really yeah. know. Because mm, I just can't see who would be doing that. But um, I guess there's always someone. Like uh, the to... the ones that were called in in the states, but still haven't really turned up exactly who or where from called in the threat. And this one in Melbourne has had no one step forward to kind of take uh, take credit for it all. Even yeah. so, strange, I mean, it, isn't it? it it is really, really, really it's strange. Bizarre. And mm. yeah, like I don't, yeah, I. You're right in being curious about who would call in because I honestly have have no idea. Yeah, but it because it is all of the stuff that interesting. I've sort of... The amount of them that have been broken up by bomb threats. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even know that they were still meeting. How long ago was Gamergate? Would have been a year ish. Yeah, like it's lived a long time in terms of like things on the internet. A year's a, a year's an eternity. Yeah. Sure is. <laughs> um, that's um, yeah, that's bizarre. It is. I honestly, I mean, I'm, they they keep meeting because obviously it's not serious enough for anyone to call uh to call like specific times and that sort of thing. At least in Australia, and they seem to just be brushing off. It is kind of funny, actually. I was I found the Reddit post where they announced the event, and literally the second comment on it was, is anyone taking bets whether the proprietors receive a threat, bomb-related or otherwise? And at first I looked at that and I was like, they must have made that joke, like, the day after it happened. But no, it was made three months ago, which is at least two months... Which is, like, this only happened, like, last week-ish, like, a week and a half ago. So way before. So it's such such a casually normal thing for their meetups... That they already assume it's probably going to happen. <laughs> it's going to get cancelled. But someone's so, pulling a bomb threat in. Next time there's a meetup, can we send you as an undercover journalist? <laughs> to what? To wait for the bomb threat <laughs> and see what journalist. happens? Yeah, do it. <laughs> um, I don't know, to see what's still see going what's, on in the uh, do I, yeah. oh, but I don't know if I want to be around those That's people. It's not about what you want. It's about what the listeners it's want. It's about journalistic integrity. It's about the truth. <laughs> Uh, on that note, I think we should uh, should wrap it up. Wrap up. <laughs> That's uh, probably a good idea. Before we get too far down the rabbit hole of Gamergate, it's not worth the time. Um, Agreed. It's it's not. We You're could not be playing Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> we could be playing Metal Gear Solid, but you don't own it. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> that's a shame. But I've got um, Mello, so. Well, good. <laughs> Amalo is available now, as is Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, as is Mad Max, which Andy is reviewing, I believe. Um, yes. Not sure. I'd be interested to see his review because Mad Max has not been doing particularly well. Yeah, apparently, like sixty percent of the gameplay, you have to be in a vehicle. Yeah. Which a lot of people aren't a fan of vehicular combat, so. I'm certainly not. Well, they shouldn't have bought it. In it's the first Mad place. Max. What do you expect? Well, you yeah, yeah. I, I guess, but I don't know. I think, I've heard a lot yeah. of other criticisms, um, not related to you're in the car too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see what Andy says. Um, from my knowledge, he's not a massive. 
fan of racing games. So but he really liked the film. Be interesting he? to see how he finds. So, mm. Yeah, probably. I watched it again Kill. last night, and I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of avoiding reading anything about the game. I don't I don't don't necessarily want to buy it, but I'm avoiding reading anything because I just don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll stay away from reviews then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, look us up on YouTube. We're doing a Let's Play Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sins. That is now happening twice a week. Uh, episode 3 and 4 have some visual and audio glitches that will be fixed by Episode 5. Um, find us on facebook.com slash another dungeon. Join the Another Dungeon Gamers group on Facebook. What are we on Twitter as well. Uh, what are we? At Another Dungeon on Twitter. That's right. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Twitch. I don't think we're on Pinterest or Tumblr or anything Pinterest. Like Let's get a Pinterest Twitch. account. <laughs> Twitch. No. Oh. oh, yeah, twitch.tv slash Another Dungeon. That's your it's, thing. It's pretty much everything is slash Another Dungeon except for YouTube because we don't have enough. Just Damn it. Google us. We'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> we actually are, thanks to... Uh, the how to play card wars video I yeah think, finally turning up <laughs> yeah interesting people love it which is good so uh thank you for joining us and join us again in another fortnight when we'll discuss some more pressing issues like gamergate no more gaming and Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> no more no more uh, <laughs> thank you everybody thank you bonsoir Victory